from the dead. And that is why miraculous powers are at work in him. For when Herod had, had John arrested, he bound him and put him in prison on account of Herodias, the wife of his brother Philip. For John had been saying to him, It is not lawful for you to have her. And although he wanted to put him to death, he feared the multitude because they regarded him as a prophet. But when Herod's birthday came, the daughter of Herodias danced before them and pleased Herod. Thereupon he promised with an oath to give her whatever she asked. And having been prompted by her mother, she said, Give me here on a platter the head of John the Baptist. And although he was grieved, the king commanded it be given because of his oaths and because of his dinner guests. And he sent and had John beheaded in the prison, and his head was brought on a platter and given to the girl, and she brought it to her mother. And his disciples came and took away the body and buried it, and they went and reported to Jesus. All right, so Herod hears about Jesus. Now this is Herod uh, Antipas, the son of Herod the Great, the one who killed the babies around Bethlehem. Uh, the uncle of like uh, the Herod that killed uh, James, John's brother, and imprisoned Peter. So, uh, but he, he says, this is John the Baptist. Here's about Jesus and John's come back. And that's why he's doing these miracles. That confirms the, what we already knew from John 10, 41, that John did no miracles. Uh, but he thinks Jesus is John, you know, come back from the dead. Wonder why he would think that. Guilty conscience. Yeah. He has the Baptist on the brain. You know, he's uh, tormented by his guilt. And so he's almost expecting John to come back to haunt him. And that's what he thinks has happened. So we get a flashback to explain why Herod might think this. Because Herod had had John arrested. Why had Herod had John arrested? Because John had been speaking about Herod and his brother's wife, who was his wife, and how he shouldn't be hanging out with her like that. <laughs> yeah. John was very blunt, and he didn't care who he said it to, including the king, and uh, that causes him to lose his head. But it's better to have John's head and lose it than an ordinary head and keep it. I read that somewhere, and I think that's pretty true. But, I mean, he was just bold. He just said, you know, wow, you can't, uh, you can't have your brother's wife. Um, that was against the law. You know, you weren't allowed to marry the wife of your brother while your brother was still alive. This family was a mess. I took this down. I, I might have to think about this one a while if I could even figure this out. But Her Herodias had married her uncle, Philip and had this daughter, Salome. Later, this is just more of the family tree, later Salome will marry Philip the Tetrarch, who was Philip's half-brother. She thus became both aunt and sister-in-law to her own mother. <laughs> I mean, they are so intertwined, it is so messed up, that it's just crazy. Uh, you'd have to work that out in a family tree, but I think that is how that works out. So, you know, <coughs> they are not respecting any laws of decency or anything else. And of course, they're insanely jealous. So Herod the Great had murdered different wives and children and <coughs> things like that. 
It's a ruling family, but it's a mess. Well, anyhow, you've got this birthday celebration. And uh, it's Herod's own birthday, and he's having a party. And guess who live entertainment is? <coughs> so lovely. Yeah. This, uh, her name is actually never given in the Bible, but that's what we know from secular history. Um, and so she's, she's entertaining them with, with this dance. Wait, you said it was Salome? Yeah, that, that we know from history. That's what her name was. Um, and, and uh, I mean, you know, this is the king. He's not a moral fellow. This is entertainment for him and his dinner guests. This has got to be a dance you would not ought to see. Um, and it looks to me like, although this is extremely gross, that she has pleased Herod in an improper way. And he, in a moment of, you know, foolishness because of his excitement, you know, offers to give her whatever she wanted. <laughs> Never a good idea to offer anybody whatever they want. You better know what they want before you make the offer. Wow. But he's so, you know, struck by her dance that he's the one who gives the present on his own birthday, you know, of all things. And, well, she's still young, I guess, so she consults with mom. Now, just think about this. You're Herodias, Mrs. Herod, and you can get through your daughter anything you want. He just offered everything. Now, if you're any self-respecting woman, what would you ask for? Half the kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> well, what would a woman ask for? You, you know, her husband says, hey, look, it's on me. What, what do you want? What's she going to ask all for? all this jewelry. Jewelry! <laughs> if not jewelry, maybe... Chocolates. <laughs> Really, uh, gold, gold plated chocolates. A really nice bathhouse with. <laughs> yeah, a clothing maybe, a trips. You know what about that? I don't know. But what is she inside her daughter to ask for? A head. John's head. What does that tell you about Herodias? She's kind of fixated on that John guy. She hates his guts. She would give up the chance to have anything she wanted just to have John's head detached from the rest of his body. That's hatred. She is, a, she is obsessed with that. That's just amazing. Well, that kind of puts Herod in a predicament. Because he doesn't really want to do it, but he does. Why? Save face. Yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, all this public bluff and bluster about giving her whatever she wants, you don't want to have to back down. <laughs> As someone has said, I think this is so true. Like most weak men, Herod feared to be thought weak. And that, it takes, it takes a strong man to be willing to be thought of as weak. You know, so he doesn't want anybody to think he's a wimp. And, uh, so, and, and did you notice how the daughter phrased this? How does she want the head given? Give it to me here on a platter. Yeah, this is, this is, this is a uh, dinner, this is a banquet. So she says, I'll take John's head on my platter. She's got a sixth sense of humor, it seems to me. Um, you know, 
I, if there, if if nothing else, you know, uh, we know from other passages that that Herod was called a king. He loved that name. Here it's called Tetrarch, but some other place was king. But he's called king only as a courtesy. <laughs> you know, there's nothing kingly about him. He's been manipulated by his wife and stepdaughter. You know, he doesn't have guts enough to stand up to them. Now, you've probably heard, some of you may have heard me do this before, but when I was a kid, the uh, preacher gave a list of the sins that beheaded John the Baptist. Talked about, you know, what terrible sins they must have been. I've kind of reworked those a little bit, but I, I point out five sins that beheaded John. The illicit marriage, hatred, sensuality, an impulsive promise, and a lack of courage. And you could Comments and thoughts on all that. So was this the same imprisonment that John was in when he sent to Jesus? I think so, yeah. The only one we know about him having, yeah. So that was like from the time that Jesus started? Yeah, shortly after he started, yeah. Okay. So between verse 5 and verse 9, in verse 5 it says, although Herod wanted to put him to death, but he didn't. And then in verse 9, although he was grieved, <coughs> it's almost like Herod has <coughs> changed his mind a little bit about how he feels about John. Yeah. I'm not sure, but... I think he has some ambivalence. I, I think he wants... He doesn't like what John's saying. He wants to kill him. On the other hand, he thinks he's right. He doesn't want to kill him. I think he's kind of... He's got mixed emotions. I think you see that. As long as he's in prison, he's been shut up so that he can't be telling everybody right. publicly proclaiming that he shouldn't have yeah. her for wife. So the problem's been taken care of. And, and you know, weak men are not very decisive. And Herod is just pathetic here, in my judgment. So he, he seemed to be trying to be a people pleaser all the way around because... It said he was afraid to kill him at first because of the people, and then here he's afraid not to kill him because of people. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think he doesn't have my backbone. You know, I mean, so often a guy can get a lot of power, but he's just self-indulgent and, you know, fickle and undecisive. I mean, having power doesn't necessarily make you a man at all. And I think you can really see that in here. It's really, really kind of sad to see how how he is here. <laughs> Other thoughts? I'm kind of gonna wonder what John is thinking. I mean, he's just he's sitting there in a jail cell, minding his own business, and boom, <laughs> they yank him out and say. Yep. We need you. Well, part of you. But, you know, and it just—it seems very sudden, and it's not like with Peter, who knew that you right. know the next day right. was gonna, this was going to happen or, or, or whatever. It's kind of. Yeah, would you would mind us removing your head for a while? <laughs> well, a lot of similarities between John and Jesus. You can see a lot of things in this. Uh, 
even like them, uh, you know, coming and taking away his body and burying it. There's a lot of parallels, kind of a foreshadowing of what would happen to Jesus. Other thoughts? So when does the flashback end? Well, I think uh, at the end of verse 12. We start at 13, we're back in real time again. But verse 13 says, Referring to what? Yeah. Referring to verse 12. Well, if it's referring to Jesus hearing about John being beheaded, then that's still the flashback. Maybe not. Uh, Could it be that Jesus is just now hearing about it? they're just now hearing about each other. So the flashback has brought us back up to the real time now. My, my text also says when Jesus heard, and it's the about John is in italics, so I'm not sure about that. Yeah, I don't see a point where it ever would indicate that it switches back, but it could be... Chapter 15, start. Yeah. Because, yeah, it says when they buried him, they went and reported it to Jesus. Now, I don't know how long ago John was killed either. Right. So maybe it was very recent, and Herod's thinking that. And I don't know if we're locked into Jesus immediately withdrawing from there after he's heard. Jesus has heard, and he withdraws, not necessarily that same day. I don't know. I don't have a good answer. Anything else? Yeah. Um, Jesus all right, uh, next week let's do 14, 13 beginning. I will not be here two weeks from today. <laughs>